0: companion this is episode 305 i'm your host brian williams i am adam caesar
1: i'm Stephen embry
0: and today we're talking about star trek lower decks third season <laughs> yes third season uh reflections and hear all trust nothing <laughs>
1: Reflections Season 3, Episode 5. Original release date September 22nd, 2022. Directed by Michael Mullen, written by Mike McMahon. Guest cast include Georgia King as Petra Aberdeen, Jessica McKenna as Cerritos Computer and Barnes, and Carl Tart as Kayshawn.
2: Rutherford's implant malfunctions, allowing an alternate personality to take over. During a skirmish with security, Rutherford ends up in a coma. In his mindscape, Rutherford realizes that the personality is his younger self, whose memories were saved before he received his implant. Meanwhile, Ransom assigns Boimler and Mariner to staff a Starfleet recruitment booth at a job fair, warning them not to step out of line. They are provoked and mocked by various attendees, including a smug former Starfleet officer, Petra Adirian. Boimler tries to keep Mariner calm, but eventually snaps himself and rampages through the fair. Okie dokie, time for some shut eye. <sighs>
0: hmm. Huh? Ah, oh, my fing head. Did I even go out last night? Wait, what's going on here? Ugh, those are the ugliest nacelles I've ever seen. And who put the engineering down there? That's stupid. Wait a minute, California class? How did I get here?
2: Ensign Samantha Rutherford, transferred from Douglas Station on Stardate 56329.4. Okay, point shut up, four. shut up. What the hell is this?
0: Holy moly. What the heck is happening here? Hey, hey, let me out of here. Hey, you, give me back control of my body. Psst. Nah, dude, this is my body. You already After it do- No, it's not. Whatever, man. I don't take orders from a reflection. <laughs> I just want to start off telling an anecdote. I I was in the office the other day, and a person came up to me that knows that I like Star Trek and said, gosh, I just started watching Lower Decks. It's so great. It's so good. I'm like, yeah, it's great. And that was like last week at one building. And then yesterday in a different building, a different person came up to me and said, I just started watching. I, started, I tried some of the new Star Trek shows. and I couldn't get into them. Except for Lower Decks. That show is really good. It's so weird that this is, you know, I keep saying, you know, it's this and Strange New Worlds. But if I even, if I, if I had to, like, pick between those two, shockingly, I mean, even today's episodes, like, it was the perfect amount of new and cool and nostalgia. And uh, I'm just repeatedly and consistently surprised at how much I enjoy this show and what I home run it seems to be. Steve, why don't you start us off on reflections?
1: Yeah, so yeah, this was impressive because it's a bit of a departure. I mean, you have a lot of uh, serious, you know, there's some serious narrative here. You know, you have some background on one of the four main characters and uh, it's not quite as jokey. Um, I thought the last latter half of it was stronger than the first half uh to some extent it kind of got its groove or something but at that point and halfway through but um yeah i really enjoy it i mean they have they have their their funny larks things like this uh you know recruitment booth and all the nonsense i mean it's crazy you know with the cut out kirk and spock faces and all this stuff going on um but you know this uh rutherford business and you know they hinted they've hinted that this was coming in previous episodes something's up with his history and didn't know quite what was going on there, but, uh, and we still have some questions for that matter, but, you know, it's, uh, an in- interesting tale of, you know, inner turmoil and, you know, fighting against oneself The you know, what, what, what happened with his history, what exactly was the um, motivation for this, um, you know, this, all his cybernetics and whatnot. So, but, it, but they, it, w- it wasn't just narrative with plot points. It was like a, an inner struggle, you know, not, not something, you know, something, something for the character, not just a, a story that didn't go anywhere, we you know,
0: haven't seen that sort of thing in this show before, huh? Yeah. And certainly yeah, so, not to this level, right? Yeah.
1: Which, which, which further impresses me because it's, it's something a little different yet they still do it well. So um, I, I, I enjoyed it. Like you said, it's like, it's a good mix of of all the elements that make this show, make the show good. And we have some new stuff too, and they pull it off. So.
0: We don't actually know what is so terrible about Starbase 80, right? This isn't the first time they've talked about how awful Starbase 80 is, but but we don't actually right. know what's awful about it, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I believe that's yeah. correct. Okay. <laughs> I'm
0: very curious. I hope they'll tell us sometime. Adam, your first thoughts, reflections?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much in definite agreement with both of you guys. These two episodes are kind of serious. I mean, there's more nostalgia in the next episode, and we'll get to that one. But they're character building episodes, both of them. And they're for two characters that are probably, you wouldn't, you know, they're part of the main cast, but there would, I kind of think of Mariner and Boimler as the the main two characters on the show. And it was really, they've, they've done some stuff with Mariner and we've seen bits and pieces from Boimler, but it was really nice to get a lot of, a lot of stuff from um, Rutherford in this episode. And the show does a really nice, You know, they they don't do – it's not – you know, we've talked about this before. It's not like Discovery where every episode is like some emotional crisis that's going on. This show does a nice job of like just putting them in here and there, you know, an episode like this. And I would definitely agree with Steve. This this was much more finely-tuned, crafted – character development. I believe there was the episode with Mariner in the last season where she was fighting with herself. That's kind of reminded me of this episode, how much in depth that we went into a, a character. And it's, yeah, I didn't expect, I, I knew we were going to get somewhere with this, but I didn't expect, you know, Rutherford would be this, you know, I guess this cocky, you know, rebellious type kid. So I thought that was a cool creative choice. It's like, you know, we see almost a polar opposite Rutherford of how he was before um, he got this implant. So I mean, and then you you did you had comedy on on the planet, and I love how this show takes like mundane things that you know that we all do. Star Trek isn't very hasn't been very good at this up until this point. Taking mundane things that we all have to do in life, job fairs or doing errands or just really so you know, they're, I'm getting the episodes confused. You know, or saving a contact information. <laughs> so um, I kind of enjoy yeah this mundane job fair, and it just goes crazy, and that's where you kind of get a lot of your comic relief out of it. So it was a nice blended mix um, with the A and the B story here.
0: Yeah, there's one pitch you could just see, like somebody's Mariner and Boimler have to man the (laughs) <laughs> Have to man the booth, the job fair booth for Starfleet recruitment at a job fair. Sold. <laughs> yes, yes, yes.
2: And, and even though this is like three hundred plus years in the future, it's exactly like what a job fair would be today. I mean, it's, it's it's greatness. And I love the I love the face the the Kirk and the Spock face things in the background. Kirk was ripped. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we had references to remember from the end of star trek 2 that right, was fun. Right. positonic positronic brain we're kind of referencing data this one had so many the next one had so many that there were there were some that i missed and i had to look them up i didn't even know them that's when you're getting deep when star trek nuts like us don't even realize it was <laughs> there, there was a reference
2: well that's also the joy about it. you don't really even have to know the references to enjoy these episodes I mean, I've told some, well, "Well, there's a lot of references in it. Well, I don't really want, you don't need to know the references. It's just, it's just fun.
0: I wonder if we're going to get this, the Rutherford mystery, if they're going to solve that this season, or if that's something you're going to wait for another season.
1: Mm, Yeah. Curious.
0: The last couple of seasons, they've wanted to have like a story arc. Seems like kind of near the end of the seasons. That independent archaeologist, she reminded me a little bit of of Vosh. I don't know if she was, just a little bit.
1: Well, it's kind of like a it's a binary choice there. The boots are set up next to each other, and reminds you of the whole Picard making his decision about or, should he continue with Starfleet and next gen, you know, and or go off you be an know, archaeologist. Well, also, that. That,
0: yeah, that was a moment at the end that it sort of seems like they're planning to pick up, you know. Mm-hmm. With that, uh, they've Mara been doing that. What? There was the, uh, contact info.
2: Yeah, there've been a couple. Of the Vulcan from that was the end of last season. The Vulcan cadet that got transferred To Starfleet I feel like we'll see her again And then obviously yeah, we got so we'll Rutherford storyline Kind of going on
0: There was a very brief moment there when Rutherford Is arguing with his reflection It reminded me of uh, that Oscar Isaac Marvel Egyptian show I forget the name of it
1: uh, uh, moon, uh, what is moon Knight, uh, moon Knight right? yes, yes, yes. Yeah.
0: Um, But I'm sure I guess this probably This was probably uh, Written and animated before That show came out uh rutherford builds the delta flyer <laughs> that was fun i mostly like the uniform
2: yeah yeah i <laughs> well, was, was really excited about the uniform i came with
0: i think i saw somewhere this episode has more shows more different starfleet uniforms than any other single episode ever
1: <laughs> yeah they even like you know they they try, right? I mean, was it this episode or the next one where he speaks about the... You know, we were, Yeah, it was this one where he's talking yeah. about, we, this is the uniforms yeah. we wear, uh, we but not the all the ships, you know, we, we've seen, right? For some reason, they're not wearing the ones we see in First Contact and Insurrection and so
2: forth. Well, he's like, you even get a flap! What do you need a flap? For?
0: <laughs> maybe, they get the, maybe they get the hand-me-downs. <laughs> right, that's what it's kind
1: of like. Yeah.
0: The Galaxy-class ships. The,
2: the, the overstock. Mm-hmm.
0: I love the bit when uh, Boimler loses it after they take his pip because, of course, that's <laughs> that's when he's going to lose it.
1: The reference to that awful first season episode, but they, you know, they call him conspiracy truthers and things, and the butt bugs and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez,
0: I hate that episode. But hey, if you can get a joke out of it, that's not too bad. What is this episode about?
2: Well, if we look at the A story with Rutherford, it's it's, I think what, you know, what's obvious to me, it's like, you know, they're trying to find yourself and you, the things that get lost in your subconscious, you know, there's things that get lost throughout your life that, um, have this effect on you, even down the, even down the line, when you get older, that you're not aware of. And, you know, you hear this when, you know, um, Rutherford's younger self said, you know, I was messing, you know, why do you think your implants don't work or that kind of thing? So clearly, um, Rutherford's childhood <laughs> or younger self is affecting his older self. So there's a parallel for that. And, you know, every, all of us, you know, that, you know, things in our past affect us today and, and moving forward. And, you know, and I think what they're trying to say, if you, you become aware of it, then you're better for it. And that's kind of what it seems for Rutherford in this episode. And then the B story is just, it's just comical. I don't, it's just fun. I don't know if they were trying to say anything in that.
1: Yeah. That's what I like about this. I mean, we've seen this kind of notion of, uh, kind of warring with yourself or having part of yourself that comes back and all this kind of thing. But I I like the take on this, this notion of losing part of yourself, like, you know, looking back and sometimes a memory is like, when you think of yourself in the past, it's like, you're living in the body of a different person because you change so much over time. And, and obviously this is a, you know, it's a sci-fi thing, but that's the, oftentimes the best vehicle to tell these kind of stories because you can make it something very bizarre and you know, obviously we don't know where this is going. Maybe we're, there's still some things to learn about this, but it, it is true. We all um, have parts of ourselves that we don't really feel are part of us anymore, but they still shape us and where we've ended up and so forth. So,
0: All right, let's do six degrees for reflections. Steve, Tendy's pod plant from Omicron SETI, SETI 3 was discovered in what episode of the original series?
1: hmm i
0: believe this was a i believe this was a dc fontana episode i should have looked that up but i'm pretty sure that's
1: yeah yeah right
0: this is that this is the uh spock and love episode
1: yes yes i'm trying oh gosh is one of these that would tip my tongue
0: i think last time i had a title question and i gave adam a hint by giving him part of the title
1: mm.
2: you can do it i don't i don't know i have no idea what it is so
0: I'll give you the the first word. Anything else makes it too easy. This. It's four words, and the first word is this.
1: Four words, and it starts with this. Maybe it's not on the tip of my tongue after all.
0: (laughs) Adam? All right, not for a point, but the first two words are this side.
1: Of paradise. Very good. (laughs) I knew it would be too easy if I gave you the first two words. All right, uh, moving on. Here All Trust Nothing, Season 3, Episode 6. Original release date September 29th, 2022. Directed by Phil Mark Sagadres. Written by Grace Parajani. Guest cast include Armin Shimmerman as Quark, Nana Visitor as Kira Reese Carlos Alasquiz as Les Buenomigo, Baron Dungy as Wendy, Lauren Lapkus as Jennifer Schrein, Jessica McKenna as Barnes, Gil Ozeri as Ferengi Pitboss, Adam Polly as Mesk, Gabriel Ruiz as Castro, and then Tron as Anya. <laughs>
2: Captain Carol Freeman oversees trade negotiations with the Karma at Deep Space Nine alongside Kira Nerys. Mariner struggles to be personal with Jen's friends who engage in pretentious salons where they engage in bad performance art and light candles charged with their intentions. Tendi and Rutherford tour Deep Space Nine but encounter another Orion Deep Space Nine officer, Mesk, who tags along. Mesk is excited to meet another Orion and relishes in the culture's criminal behaviors to Tendi's chagrin.
0: It was a dark and stormy 57162.3. A a just like this. Castro really nailed the theme tonight, didn't she? W- and what is the theme, uh, pillows? Personal battlefields. Oh, great, because this one is mine. ...that really I wasn't in the Enterprise. The Enterprise was in me all along. Oh, my
1: gosh, you guys, thank oh, you.
2: Yeah!
0: Good. And now, please welcome a new voice, Mariner. Me? Oh, no. Uh, I mean, I didn't prepare anything. That's okay. Just speak your truth. Yeah, I'd rather just listen to y'all's truths. Okay, I'm just gonna say it. The intention I'm detecting is that you're kind of disrespecting my salon. Oh, no, I don't want to disrespect anything. Jenny was right. You do love being contrary. Anya, you want to go next? Oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) I call this piece the Kobayashi Maroon. There's no right way to dance it. This is the episode that had the, the line that I had to look up. She says, no, it was the last one. I'm sorry. I'm, oh well, the last episode. It was when they were at the um, the booth, and she says something about warp ten excitement. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that one? I had to look it up. It bugged me. I'm like, this. Is I should know this. Mm. <laughs> it was. It was on the novel for Star Trek Two.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay, it was,
0: was like, damn, that's pretty good. Uh, okay, but this episode here, I'll trust nothing. Uh, adam get us going on this
2: one so what you're saying is they have um real fans running the show right real writers who <laughs> delve deep into the all the material <laughs> yeah here we go i mean you know deep space nine i mean yeah you gotta love it very nostalgic obviously what it's been 20 plus years since we've seen deep space nine and you know they have fun with it. You know, just circle around the pylons. You know, playing the Deep Space Nine. Oh my god, that was so
0: funny! That <laughs> just, was so funny. <laughs> just keep,
2: it just just keep going. And
0: pretend, pretend we're in all the pylons.
2: <laughs> yeah, just keep going. Keep going. Keep going around. Um. So yeah, it was it was great. Kira, um, Quark. It's you know the the whole. They did a great job. You know, animating the whole stadium, and it just yeah, you just felt like you were really there. Definitely for big. Deep Space 9 fans as all three of us are it was a it was a real treat um and I you know I don't think it was not long ago we were talking about it. I'd love to see them go back to Deep Space 9 with another series so it just makes me go oh I want to see it some more big big old nerd that I am but the Tendi storyline's great I mean you know we know that she's had um she has this apprehension to her heritage as being a Orion um, we've seen that in previous episodes we <laughs> get this character mesh and uh, you know he turns out to be it's it's hilarious dude i'm from Ohio. what did he say i'm from cincinnati it's just i'm from cincinnati it's just like really it's, it's... Um, you know in ohio dude so it's hilarious you know he's just trying you know he's trying to impress her a fellow orion because he's never been around any any orion before so and it brings out all these emotions and and intendi obviously and by the end of the episode um you know we get that she's kind of opening up because rutherford's like oh it's great i think it's awesome that you're orion and, and you're a badass basically so um it'll be cool to see what they do with her going forward because up to this point they you know they they've you know her character personality is always kind of guarded about her, you know, culture and heritage and where she's from because, you know, she's doesn't like being a pirate. So it'll be fun to see where they go with her character. And it was, you know, like in the last episode that we got with Rutherford, we got some, we got some good character development out of Tendi. And by the way, the, the ordinary stuff, the, the candle party, hilarious. It's like, it's one of those little normal things that you would see today you know, and you—you never thought watching, you know, um, next gen or whatever Star Trek, you know, that they're having little candle-charged, you know, performance art parties. It's just ridiculous, but yeah, so that's what made it fun.
0: My new favorite line: "The Enterprise was in me all along." Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Steve, your thoughts?
1: Yeah, so obviously, you know, it's great that they're a uh, Deep Space Nine. Uh, you know what? What the, the thing is too is that it's like, it, the stuff with Kira and Quark. It's not a huge part of the episode. It's obviously amazing that you know these they're they're there doing their voices. I wouldn't want to see it any other way. But what also it does is that it establishes canon for deep space nine yep. post deep space nine for the first yep. time and it, it's you know it's like it's you know it's almost like you, you don't think about this because the way this show is and it's kind of everything's a lark but you know so we know now that whatever it is six seven years after the end of deep space nine given the timeline of this show she's still running the station quark's still there don't know a whole lot more but i i suspect that's on purpose because you know you don't want to you know root too much into it, because then you're stuck, because obviously now they these are facts and they exist and, you know, in the universe and so forth. But it's amazing that we get something, you know, like that. And of course, what also what's in common with, you know, good, good shows that are you know, they it still doesn't, it doesn't focus on those characters. I mean, if you could, we could go for fans, you could go to Deep Space Nine in this show and they could just, they could circle the pylons the whole time, right? And then they could, you know, or half the time and then go down and just, let's go to the promenade, you know, see what everyone's up to and then have Kieran and Cork have a conversation yay, you know, awesome. But they don't, they keep it central, the art, the characters of this show, the central elements and and keep it like the show and keep it in that themes and that, that tone. So it was great. I thought it was a, you know, this is the kind of thing you should do in a show of this nature. If you're going to reference a classic show.
0: She's still got uh Cisco's baseball. Saw that. Right, right. So it's only been six or seven years since the end of DS9.
1: So I did the math. So I, you know, they kept pretty consistent with the, uh, so, you know, Deep Space Nine started in the sixth season of Next Gen. And so that would have been, uh 16 2369 or something like that and we're in the seventh season so i believe deep space nine wrapped in the year 2375 if if I, I think that's correct and so they've established this show started in 2380 anyway we can look it up i'm sure someone's already done it but, so yeah
0: seven maybe all right seven maybe eight years yeah okay. sure so, yeah, yeah okay forecast you have enough time to open 21 franchises so. sure sure <laughs>
2: <laughs> well wasn't it also referenced in this episode that mariner fought in the um dominion wars did i catch that right at the end i
1: know that she was sometime she was there Knows some of them and maybe was there for a time but i don't know i I know they mentioned the dominion wars i don't remember if she yeah of course we don't know how old she is or anything like that for sure so
0: i suppose she didn't necessarily have to be in starfleet
2: maybe we'll find out one day
0: who's the uh voice actor for what's his name Ma- mask musk musk what the orion guy
1: it's a adam polly or adam pally yeah i like that i like
0: that actor they keep referencing it as a it's a candle making salon
2: what what is the word they're using there salon salon well that's what the party is called it's called a salon it's called a salon the party is actually called a salon i don't know what the candles i think the candles have some weird scented stuff in them
1: i don't yeah i don't know what i just don't know about that i know there's candle making parties and this i know there's that kind of thing i don't know about salon and what the story is there but obviously it's trying to make something mundane seem interesting in some fashion
2: i like they keep running with this joke that all the girls love boimler you know i know they started that when he was back home on his vineyard all right (laughs) boimler didn't have much going on in these two episodes you know basically in this episode he just played Dabo and Last episode he tore up a fair. Yeah, so
0: if you win a bunch of money at Dabo and you're in Starfleet, it's useless.
2: Is that what we're That's too bad.
1: Yeah, I mean you think you could like find a friend who's not in <laughs> right. Starfleet with Federation and do mm-hmm. something with it. I don't know.
2: Well couldn't he couldn't he spend it right there in Deep Space Nine? Oh
1: well, I'm sure he could.
2: <laughs>
0: I know somebody that's selling uh the Grand Negus's uh cane thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like. Uh, uh, wait a minute! That thing has a tooth remover. <laughs> that, that <tool>? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Reference to that. Mariner says she has that hologram <laughs> with the. What is it? It was Cork's head on Kira's body, right? Oh
1: yes, yes, so like, <laughs> yeah. I was watching that with my wife, and I had to say, you know, that was that really happened. That was that's, the thing, yeah.
0: that's a thing. That's a real thing. I didn't remember that Kyra didn't know about it, but we haven't watched that episode in a long time. I'm sure everybody watching this episode felt nostalgia just hearing the the DS9 music, you know. But yeah, it's pretty great. I didn't pay attention enough. Was it the newer version, you know, where they had like the bass? What third or fourth season when they revamped the music and all they did was oh, add, like, that's a, right, they had base. a little
1: poppy component yeah. there to it. Yeah, later on.
0: I don't think I don't think it was there. I
2: wouldn't have noticed it. What's this episode about? Again, a lot of this, you know, these young cadets, you know, who are just finding themselves, you know, and as you are as we all were when, you know, we were just, you know, getting out of college in our twenties, that sort of thing. It's just finding finding about who you are. And I mean, you know, if we were gonna if I was gonna put if I was gonna say this episode was about anybody, it was about Tendy and it was about her, you know, coming to grips with who she was and being able to show that um, to Rutherford because, you know, she obviously trusts him enough thus far to, you know, let these cracks about her past come out. So, um, you know, it's about growth um, growing up and um, letting people get to know you.
0: We do see both uh, Tendi and Mariner taking charge in this episode in separate situations.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They both, they both are, and they both are um, ultimately, present themselves as a, some genuine aspect of themselves that they felt compelled to restrain earlier on. So I think, I think that's definitely in common with the A and B stories and all that going on while we were back to deep space nine still focusing on the characters and having a theme. So again,
2: ton of stuff going on in 22 minutes and
1: bravo to the writers, right?
2: All right.
0: Six degrees for here. I'll trust nothing. Adam. This episode references Quark's franchise as having 21 locations. We've seen some of those on Lower Decks, as well as one other Trek show. Name that show. Picard? Yes, that's correct. Picard. At least as of this recording, that's the only other show we've seen Quirks on in the first season of Picard. All right, Adam takes it for the day. Look at that. Uh, So, yeah, still very impressed with this show. Just two more podcast episodes left. Just four more episodes to discuss guess then we'll be waiting in a year for,
2: for more. I'd have felt very dumb if I got that question wrong, because there's only one other show that's in kind of the timeline that we're in.
0: Well, what if there was one 900 years in the future? <laughs> maybe, maybe. That's quite
1: the influence there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel very confident there's still going to be McDonald's in 3,000. and
2: <laughs> <laughs> The Golden Arches.
0: Uh, I did finish watching the all of the um, 4K Star Trek movies as well as several versions of uh, Star Trek, the motion picture and they all look great. So very happy with that. No, just waiting on I'm greedy. So now I want the, uh, now I want the next gen movies, but you know, the rumors can't stop now. (laughs) Let's (laughs) go. But I don't think we've had any other news or anything. Louise Fletcher passed away. She was uh, in her nineties, I believe. So she, she didn't exactly die young, but we spent today talking a little bit about DS9, so I can't help but think about her. Cisco's foil. Played a great villain. She did. We'll miss her. But I guess that's it, huh? Nothing else? No news? Oh, shocking nobody. Uh, Star Trek Four, has been taken off of Paramount's release calendar. Uh, you heard it her first, mm-hmm. folks. Every single time that the movie's been mentioned, I have said call me when they're rolling cameras yes. because prior to that I don't believe it it was absurd for them to walk out on a stage and say they were going to be shooting this fall when they hadn't even contracted the actors <laughs> and I I would have been surprised if they had been shooting this fall I am not surprised that they have now taken it off the they wouldn't officially say it's canceled but it's been removed from the release calendar so all right so uh, you can send us an email, trekcompanion at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at trekcompanion. We're going to be back in two weeks to discuss the next two episodes of Lower Decks' third season. Thank you so much for spending half an hour with us. Until next time, take it easy. Bye, guys. See ya. I passed it.